0: Shut up and sit down. Welcome back. We are both back from vacation now. Logan, two weeks ago, myself last week. We were both fully energized, rejuvenated. I'm sure Logan was super excited to be back from Florida into the South Bend Uh, winter still, I believe. (laughs) Um, I got back from Florida uh, late Sunday night. A 12-hour drive from Louisville to our destination on the way down there turned into a 14-hour drive from where we were back to Louisville. So the drive back was not uh, great. I missed the entire Women's National Championship, which I was hoping to be back in time for uh, most of but didn't get to see any of it but we're back and we're happy to be back in our locations and bringing you another episode episode 61 of no one asked us i'm craig chote that is logan lee follow us on what what was the reaction
1: i thought that i thought you were changing your name
0: oh craig coyote i am craig, craig coyote, coyote. <laughs> um that is logan lee uh follow us on our social media if you're watching on youtube it is on the screen for those listening i'm at craig w cho that is he is at the logan lee we are at no one asked this pod all across social media twitter facebook instagram all that good stuff our gmail is no one asked this 2021 at gmail.com for those of you listening as well that might not want to listen to the full episode there are chapters In the descriptions, you can jump to whatever section you want to listen to. Listen to that, and we do do really appreciate it. While you're here, give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Our numbers are continuing to grow, and we want to keep them growing. We would really, really appreciate you uh, giving us a like and subscribe and sharing this episode with all your family and friends. Um, Logan has been back from vacation for a while. I just got back. Um, Logan, thanks a lot for the episode last week. It was our most listened to slash viewed episode of all time. Logan drove the ship. He
1: recorded it. He edited it. Look at you go! Proud of proud of me. me on the (laughs) back. Yeah, that was nuts. Uh, Just watching that episode kind of blow up. Um, Every morning I got a text. Good morning,
0: two (laughs) hundred and fifty. Next day, good morning, three (laughs) hundred. Yeah,
1: it's kind of crazy. Uh, So anybody that's you know listening to us for the second time, uh, welcome back. we i don't i can't guarantee we're going to have you know grade a content every <laughs> single week because you know basketball season's coming to an end but as long as the transfer portals in pack, intact intact yeah. uh in a factor then i mean we'll we'll have basketball stuff to talk about but yeah that was that's kind of nuts just to see i think i sent you the one text uh, the like we had an episode in december i don't even know that it cracked 20 views and yeah. to think that a an actual podcast, not like an Illini post game show, like an actual podcast, yeah. uh, full length show. Granted it was a little shorter than some normal ones, but still for that one to be at now over 600, uh, it's kind of crazy to think about where we, yeah. where we have uh, been. So, and if you, as I said, if you are new here, uh, if you're joining us and just listening to us for the first time or for the second time, uh, thank you. Welcome. And please hit that subscribe button. Uh, that would uh, help us out a lot because we are close to to uh, your your first our first milestone milestone uh, yeah close of to subscribers 100 subscribers reached so
0: yeah we're getting close. Um, Craig was going to shave his head if we had are, already, already done, he's already that. done it. <laughs> I jumped the gun a little bit. Um, for those that are watching on YouTube, uh, you might have noticed we have fully embraced baseball season. We are two days away from opening day. Logan is in full Cubs gear, jersey and. Uh, on field cap. I am in full Cardinals Jersey and on field cap. The one difference is um, I'm wearing the Jersey of a player who is still playing on my team. Uh, Logan is not. Sorry to bring yeah. up a sore
1: subject. Sorry. Right. sorry, all right. My boy, Kyle, my boy, Kyle, uh, Schwarber, not Hendricks. No, no, I don't have a Hendricks. That's a good one. No, Kyle Schwarber. Uh, I might yeah. become a, a Philly fan just for the year. Just that, that team, uh, that offense is loaded. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to talk a lot
0: of baseball here um, at the end of this episode, but I do not want to get this out here now while we're talking about him there. I don't know if there were any substantiated conversations between the Cardinals and Cubs, but there was a calling for the Cardinals to go after Swarber. What would you have done if he signed with the St. Louis Cardinals would it have been worse than Lester signing with the Cardinals last year? Cause I know you
1: loved Lester. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been worse. Um, I mean, at this point, like it's already, I mean, he was already on a different team last year. Yeah. Um, so I guess so was Lester, uh, in that situation, but it, it would have hurt, it definitely would have hurt. Um, <laughs> not that I don't want to see him have success wherever he goes. Um, I just want to be able to like still pull for him wherever he goes. I'm yeah. a big Kyle Schwarber fan. I will forever be a big Kyle Schwarber fan and I I hope that he has the absolute most success because I think that he is a great baseball player that just he had he had some issues just like a lot of the Cubs did. Um, But so if I had to see him go to the Cardinals and try to, you know, support him from afar in St. Louis, I I don't know if I could have done that. (laughs) I don't know. The Phillies, it's fine. Still in the National League, but it's fine. Uh, but i thankful, I'm very thankful that it's not the Cardinals. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. All right, uh, let's get into it. We got basketball to talk about. Um, there is one college football note that we have to talk about, and then uh, baseball, golf, and one NFL football thing that we have on our rundown. Um, but first, moment of the week, what you got? We haven't done this in two weeks, we skipped last week to try and get a shorter episode in, but what do you got for moment of the week, if anything?
1: Um, kind of like a Uh, encompassing thing. Um, one of my favorite things about this time of year, uh, Mm -hmm. with baseball season starting is seeing all the stories of the players that are getting, um, put on the, the active roster for the first time, all these rookies and things. Uh, there's been several of those floating around Spencer, Spencer Torkelson for the, for the tigers, um, was a big one a couple days ago, Julio Rodriguez, uh, for the Mariners. Uh, Ethan Roberts is a name that most people won't know, uh, but he is a Cubs prospect, uh, a pitcher um, who has been coming up to the system the last few years. Was a fourth round draft pick, came through South Bend in 2019 uh, when I was still there with the Cubs. Really great guy. Uh, really just a really cool down to earth guy. Um, has already has two kids, I think. Um, and he he got the word yesterday during their game, during their spring training game. But he I was, saw that. Um, going to be headed to Chicago uh, on the opening day roster. So uh, they, they actually caught the moment on camera on the dugout camera. So you can see that on Twitter and then they, they interviewed him afterwards and you could just see like how just, just the emotions that was going through, you know, his head and during that time. So that's just really cool just to see that type, that kind of stuff. But for him in particular, somebody that, you know, I think it's, you know, super well or anything, but uh got to talk to him on more than one occasion and just kind of got to know him a little bit, just really cool story. Like to see those, uh, in all sports, but especially with baseball opening day, uh, you know, seeing those stories, that's really cool. I know what yours yeah. is to, but, but yeah, that was mine.
0: You know what mine's going to be?
1: I mean, I assume, unless you're going to save it for later in the show. But...
0: <laughs> yeah. I, you don't know what mine's going to be. Uh-huh. Um, okay. I do like what you're talking about though. Um, you Know with the new CBA and this new uh, because of the lockout, they changed a bunch of stuff. So, we're seeing a bunch of rookies start the year breaking right. spring training um, yeah. into the big league club instead of waiting a month so the teams get an extra year of that being service time. Not as much
1: ma- manipulation, I there's yeah. still some of that going on. I think, yep, I think some teams are still doing that. I can think of one guy in particular that I think that's being done with, but uh, Who? but yeah, it's uh, O'Neill Cruz with the, with yeah. the Pirates. Okay, yep. I think, yep, yep. uh, yep. Yep. I think they're holding on to him at AAA a little too long um, yep. for no reason at all. The pirates are going to be absolutely trash. So why I not? Think, like what's, what's the point?
0: Well, we can talk about it more later, but I think there are like seven of the top 10 prospects are breaking camp with the big league club. I, I think yeah. I saw that. That could be wrong. So don't quote me on that, but um, my moment of the week, I'm not going to go with what Logan thinks I'm going to go with. I'm going to save that for when we talk about the masters later. Okay. okay. Um, the U.S. men's national team qualified for the World Cup. We don't talk a lot yeah. of soccer on this show, other than when I brag about Chelsea when they're doing good, but they're playing like shit right now, pardon my French, so I'm not going to talk about them. Um, but, yeah, the U.S. men's soccer team qualified for the World Cup. They lost 2-0 to, I think, Costa Rica the other night, um, but um, it did. they did have enough points to qualify Um, So they are in the World Cup in Qatar, Qatar, however you say it, uh, coming up in November. They're playing it in November and December because it's so hot over there that they have to play it in the winter time, winter months. Um, So yeah, they they missed the 2018 World Cup. You know this 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 club has a, a bunch of kids 25 and young and younger. So a lot of people are saying this is just like the get your get your feet wet World Cup, and then 2026 is when they should. Uh, challenge for uh, a couple advance a couple rounds into the into the the bracket instead of just into the 16 but uh but yeah it it was good to see the U.S. back in the World Cup it was um it was so damaging just to be like the U.S. should not be that far behind in any country these countries in any sport like there's so much talent in this country um it's just not soccer talent but it's coming up so um and then they did have the draw They, they had the World Cup draw and um u.s is in with england um iran i think and then they have to wait to see who they play because there's one more playoff in june and the winner of that it's like wales scotland and ukraine so scotland and ukraine play and the winner of that plays wales and then the winner of wales and the winner of scotland ukraine um play and then that winner goes to the world cup if Wales wins, all four, team, all four uh, countries in that group will be ranked in the top 25 or top 21 of the FIFA rankings. So it is not an easy path, but the U.S. is back in the World Cup, and I'm happy to see.
1: No, no not, not an easy path, and it's never going to be. Uh, yeah. you, you brought up the whole thing about <laughs> the talent in the U.S., and I mean, I think the talent's there. They just play other sports. Um, yeah, this, that's just the thing about this country is that, yes, it's a growing sport in this country, but like, it's still fourth, at least probably to most people, um, maybe even fifth, you know, depending on what your, what your choice is. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's eventually it'll become, you know, there will just be more people, more talent playing that sport in this country, but it's still just not quite there yet. They're still playing other things, and yeah, I think what you can day.
0: look at, what you can look at too, is um the amount of guys being sent overseas to play, like Americans in the Premier League or La Liga or Serie A and all that stuff. So um, there are becoming more and more um, Americans playing in Europe, which have the best, has the best soccer. Um, and that kind of tells you where the game is for the United States. So a uh, couple good moment of the week's we'll talk about tiger here in a little bit. Cause I know that that's what Logan thought uh, my moment of the week would be. Uh, we are going to jump yeah. to question of the week. Now uh, we did not go over uh, one of these last week. We asked uh, two weeks ago, what's your favorite season? And the numbers surprised me. I'm not going to lie. Um, fall. Got the most votes. 39.7% of people said fall, 36.2% said summer, 19 said spring, and 5.2 said winter. What got your vote, Logan?
1: Um, well, according to this, well, no, it was summer. It was summer. Summer Um, got your vote. Yeah. Uh that's mine. I can understand fall. That doesn't really surprise me. Um, that, that many people, I mean, it's, it's the cooler weather, it's football season. Um, I mean that, that to me, that makes sense. I think, um, I figured that would be the, the one, two, you know, what actually came out on top, probably a toss up and it was close. So, um, but yeah, that doesn't really shock me. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Not really not surprised at all that winter is fourth. Uh, no, but, uh, but yeah, I'm team summer.
0: I, uh, and team spring, I voted for spring. Yeah. Um, I was bouncing between spring and fall and I guess it kind of depends on where you live summer. I know it's where we live. It never got miserably hot, but it's still, there's that two week, four week stretch where it's just miserable. Um, so I was bouncing between spring and fall between my top two and I went with spring. I like the, this time of year specifically, you know, baseball starting basketball, wrapping up, um golf in full swing already so so i went with spring
1: i love spring don't get me wrong i'm a i'm a spring baby so yeah i would go spring
0: fall summer winter you would go summer fall
1: spring winter summer spring fall uh summer spring fall winter would be my order So we, but I'm not surprised by the order. I figured fall would be more people's, but it's not mine necessarily, but (laughs) yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, We are moving to baseball now with our question of the week for this coming week. And simply because we are NL central guys, um, we are asking who wins the NL central in 2022. We're going to give brewers, Cardinals, and Cubs their own option. And Reds and Pirates, we're going to throw you together because I don't think anyone realistically thinks those two teams are going to win. So you're going to take up that fourth spot by yourself. We'll talk about our predictions and what we um, think
1: of the upcoming baseball season Do you coming think, up in a little bit. Do you think if the Reds and Pirates join teams that they could win the division? <laughs> yeah, probably. Do you think there's enough? Do, yes. Seriously, though, do you think there's enough? Do you think there's enough talent between those two oh. rosters? I know the NL Central is not particularly strong. But is there even enough talent on those two rosters to actually win the division if they were one team? I'm not even sure I could tell you that at this point the there Reds might not be off. the Reds have shift off, chipped off most everybody on their roster.
0: Yeah. And they there might not Jonathan be Jonathan India,
1: who is rookie of the year, Ricky, their candidate, Joey Votto still there. Mike Moustakas is still there.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, and the pirates, uh,
0: Tucker Barnhart's not there anymore either.
1: Nope, Tucker Barnhart. Nope, he's in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, Crazy. Huh.
0: All right. uh, Let's move on. We are going to recap the Final Four. Uh, The Kansas Jayhawks took down the North Carolina Tar Heels. The eight seed Tar Heels made it to the Final Four, the championship game. Uh, Kansas wins 72 to 69 on Monday night. Um, Surprisingly, I think we both kept our eyes open until one shining moment. (laughs) <laughs>
1: played but um I, I barely off a couple times <laughs> i i will not lie about that uh both both in the in the first half and the second half yeah uh but i i was up for for most of the game at least
0: yeah Nine twenty eastern time tip for a title game is just stupidity at its finest but that's neither here nor there um kansas is your champion um i think they probably deserve it um, I think they, they played pretty well throughout the entire tournament. I think they were probably ranked in the top 10 the entire season. Um, they were never ranked number one. It's three years in a row that the champion has, or three tournaments in a row because there was no tournament in 2020. Uh, three champions in a row that were never ranked number one uh, in the AP poll throughout the season. Uh, so that's an interesting little tidbit I saw uh, this afternoon. Um, overall, though, the tournament was great. The NCAA tournament is always great. But I feel like this wasn't one of the better tournaments. There were some storylines, you know, St. Peter's uh, making it to the Elite Eight was great. Uh, North Carolina as an eight seed making the Final Four was cool. Coach K making the Final Four and then losing again to North Carolina in the Final Four the first two times those schools ever met in the tournament. But I just it. I don't know that anything's gonna stick out to me other than that. Like there were no moments. I feel like there was no buzzer beater. There was no Ali Farokmanesh, There was no um, uh, Chris Jenkins winning the title for Villanova. There just wasn't a moment for me that cemented it. And during the game, I was like, man, this this run North Carolina went on is is gonna be, I think, kind of remembered as the as the thing from this tournament because one, North Carolina is rarely an eight seed um they almost missed the tournament so they're rarely in that situation but for them to be in that situation and then make the final four from there with the first year coach i don't know i just thought of that and then i was like wait no a 15 seed went to the elite eight that's how this tournament's going to be remembered so i don't know if you feel the same way i just felt like it, it was great because it's the tournament and everyone loves the tournament but it wasn't the best tournament i've ever ever seen
1: no it, it wasn't um I, I understand what you're saying. I, I know you've been hung up on the no buzzer beater thing, which is fair <laughs> for as many games as there are to have not been a buzzer beater. It's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, it was probably, you know, not the most memorable tournament as a whole. Uh, yeah. The thing that will be remembered is, is St. Peter's um, going to the elite eight. I know you were against them making it to the elite eight, but yeah, um, you can't have your cake and eat it too um <laughs> i mean the carolina thing like i mean y- yeah they were an eight seed but they're also carolina so right. i don't know i don't know that people are going to look back on this tournament bracket years from now and see carolina and be all that shocked like oh yeah they'll be me. more sh- like,
0: they'll be more shocked that they were in eight seed than probably, they making the final yeah. four
1: yeah um I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't think it was, I, it didn't help that it was a, a blue blood final four. Um, I, you know, they, not that they were bad games or anything, but, um, Duke Carolina
0: know. was one of the best games. It was a I've great seen game in a long time.
1: Duke Carolina was a tremendous basketball game. Oh, we um, were.
0: So obviously we were in Florida. Um, we went to Orlando Friday and Saturday to hang out with some, uh, former coworkers and friends down in Orlando, And we went to downtown Orlando and we went to three different bars and none of them were sports bars. So I didn't have any TVs around me all night. Um, We left in between games. So I saw the Villanova Kansas game, but for the Duke UNC game, which was like one of the most highly anticipated tournament games ever, I was like, all right, I'm just going to follow the score for the first half. And if it's close, I'll turn on the March Madness live app and watch it on my phone so we went to the final bar we were at with like six minutes left in the game and so i pulled up on my phone and i'm watching it and christy's watching over my shoulder and she taps me on my on my shoulder and she just points and <laughs> from her view i was watching the game standing next to a table the table next to me had the phone propped up on the um centerpiece watching the game the table next to them had a phone watching the game and there were two more past them and every single table had the march madness app watching the phone we were like we
1: should just all like cuddle around one but it was funny go ahead um no that's i was i was thinking about you when you were I knew you were up that night. You had sent at least a picture or two that I had seen. You had posted somewhere. Yeah. Um, it didn't look like there were many TVs around wherever you were. So no, uh, you were in my thoughts and prayers. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was, I mean, that was a tremendous basketball game. Carolina Duke was absolutely as advertised. Um, and we will never get another game like that. We will never yeah. get another moment like that game. Um so if this tournament's going to be remembered for anything, it's going to be the Duke Carolina Final Four and mm-hmm. Coach K's last game uh, and the St. Peter's run. I, I think that's what this tournament will be remembered for, um, which is fine. I don't think that any of those are bad things. Um, but yeah, in terms of, you know, ranking every tournament for memorableness, is that a word? Um, Memorability. Sure, it might be lower, but I think it's also, it's based on, on you like personally so you know if you're somebody that went to saint peter's or you're a saint peter's fan naturally this is going to be like the there are infinity. there are those people so um, those people exist i mean it's a school so some people had to go to it um so i yeah i mean i i think that it's it's a everybody's gonna have their own opinion on it but i i see where you're coming from and i don't disagree with you uh it just yeah i think it had its moments and we move on to the next one let's just be thankful that we had it and that it wasn't all in one granted i'm sure the indianapolis thing was fine last year um but it felt normal seeing that championship game uh full at the and the whatever it's called now um down in new orleans and like that was great caesars superdome is that what it is now caesars yeah okay I, I can't keep up. I I'm usually pretty good at that stuff, but I feel like I just, I can't keep up with it anymore. So those I are my thoughts. I can't, I can't find his,
0: I can't find the Twitter I'm looking for. Um, but anyways, um, the question is now that Kansas has won, and I think you probably know where I'm going with this. And. Um, Cause I tweeted it right after the game. I'm sure you saw it. How long until the banner comes down, if ever.
1: My response to that tweet was going to be that the banner has to go up first. (laughs) (laughs) That's Uh, a good point. I mean, clearly. Yeah. There's some, there's some allegations going on there um, with that program. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Five level one violations. Yeah. That's rough. And
0: no punishment yet, but the saving grace for this team is those, those incidents were years ago. So will this team get punished? Probably not. So this, this banner will probably stay.
1: Well, the NCAA has done dumber things. That's so. true. That's true. Maybe. All right. Um, there's that. Um, I do. Before we move on, I do have one thing I want to drop on you here. There is something else. Okay, but go ahead. You go first. Oh, well, no, you go first because I want to okay. do this.
0: So I do a square pool every year.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm aware. Not,
0: every, not every year. This is my second year doing it. And I, I crunched some numbers today. So there are hundred spots, 47 squares of the 100 hit at least once. It's a pretty good number, right? Sure. Pretty yeah. good number. 44 people won at least one time there. Cause there are people that get multiple squares and there are squares that hit multiple times. 21 people won at least their money back. And the most common squares were winning score four, losing score three, winning score eight, losing score six, winning score three, losing score six. Each of those hit three times. I thought those are pretty good stats for uh, you get, you know, there's a hundred spots on a board. Almost half of the squares hit at least once. I thought that was pretty good.
1: We're going to so, hear from my, we're going to hear from my mother. Oh she, yeah, my
0: parents didn't win anything.
1: She, my mom's, my mom's not happy. I think she got something in her head that I told her that she was going to win money. I all I said was that you could win money. That I yeah. won money last year. It's all yeah. I said, mother. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry that you're bitter about it. So um, those
0: those listening, I will do it again next year. I will tweet it out. I'm trying to. Try, that that was my pitch for next year. That there is good income coming. Uh, you just got to pick the right square. So
1: so that's that. But go ahead. All right, I'm, I I didn't really plan for this. I didn't want to spring this on you, but I'm just gonna do it now. Oh gosh,
0: Are five things. No, okay.
1: Five <laughs> things that you would change about college basketball right now. Oh gosh, five things. <coughs> okay, my
0: and I've said this for a long time, and I don't know if I've ever vocalized it to you or anyone. Okay. And I think you can do it at most levels, but I don't. I, it bothers me. I hate that. Craig hates everything. I hate that once the ball crosses half court, if it goes out of bounds, you can inbound it on the other side. I think once it crosses half court, you shouldn't be able to inbound it on that side of half court. Uh, I know Trent Frazier does all the time. Like if there's a side out right in front of the bench, he'll just sprint to the other side of the court. So he's wide open. They get it inbound and come in. I hate that rule. I wish once it crossed half court, you can't inbound the ball in the back court. That's number good one. one. That's that good might one. be no, that might not be number one, but that's something that I've never vocalized, and and things should change. Okay, I I mean I would need time to think about this. I don't know. Mm.
1: I mean, you've talked about other things on this show, so I thought you might be able to come up with this pretty quickly.
0: I mean, I think coming off of the tournament, and I thought it again last night. I love Ch- Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith. I think they're great, but I want people who cover college basketball throughout the year covering the tournament. Um, I know to a certain extent, basketball is basketball and Charles and Kenny are, are great basketball voices and minds. So they understand the game, but it's just becomes apparent when Charles Barkley can't pronounce guys' names or doesn't know where this guy's from or anything like that, where you have Jay Billis or Dick Vitale or, um, whoever, Jason Benetti, um, Robbie Hummel, who are experts in this sport, um, sitting at home, not doing anything. Although I think some of them do radio for the tournament. Yeah, to do Westwood one, but, um, those are the two off the top of my head. And I know that one's the one that you were fishing for, for
1: no, not necessarily. But... We've already talked about that one. Um, I, I don't know why I was just, I was in the car most of the day today. Um, so I was just thinking about some of this stuff, uh, for me, for a few things to come to mind, let's get rid of halves. Let's just go to quarters. It's the I've... only level of basketball anywhere yep. that still plays with halves. I think it's dumb. Let's just be able to reset team fouls and play with quarters.
0: I have asked Brad Underwood about that. He was at a women's Illinois women's game that I was covering there, getting highlights. And he sat next like two seats down from where I was shooting from. Cause we kind of, we would shoot women's games from like different spots because there's obviously not as many people there. We can just kind of walk around. And so I was up a little bit like in between the 100 and 200 level uh, sitting at a, uh, at a, in a chair. And he sat next to me and, we just kind of BSed a little bit. And I asked him about quarters. Now, this was three or four years ago. So, obviously, things can change. But he said it'll never happen. And he just looked at me and did this with the really money sign. Because they, they would they would lose a media timeout each half. Like, they would lose multiple media timeouts.
1: They can surely find a way to make that work. That's what he said. That's what he said. I mean, I get that. I mean, I understand that the... – the timeouts, I get how, what he means by that. Yeah. And I'm sure there is some truth to that, but like, yeah. you think that they could figure out how to do that.
0: Um, that either somehow. way, That yeah.
1: would be my number one, my number two. And I don't know that again, this is also a money thing. So I don't know that it's ever actually going to change. I don't really want to be watching these games played in gigantic football stadiums. Yep. I'm, I'm with you there. Like I, it just takes away from it. Like, I don't, I mean, I understand why you can fit more people and you make more money. Easy.
0: 69,423. Yeah, that's an easy
1: life. answer. That's why, and it's never going to happen. But like, it was kind of more enjoyable to watch the women's championship, knowing that it was being played in an actual basketball arena. Granted, yeah. they had, you know, a third of the amount of people there, but it was still full. And like, it actually just feels like a basketball arena. Um, I don't know. I just don't like that. My third thing, just because it's timely and whatever, we were just, everybody and their mother was always obviously complaining about this last night. But the nine twenty start time again, yeah. is stupid ridiculous. Um, I had one more thing too that I was going to mention, but I don't remember what it was. I was just, well, we came up
0: with five collectively. That's good. <laughs> so, Look at us. so there's our five. Um, yeah, so that puts a bow on the uh, college basketball season. We are going to touch on some alumni stuff now. We just mentioned Brad Underwood. He did receive an extension. Um, he did not accept the job at Kansas State, uh, just to drill oh. that into everyone's head. Um, so he received an extension, um, and this is just coming straight from the U of I release on their website. The new agreement will keep Underwood on a six-year contract through 2028, um, which he got an extension last year as well. So he's just they're just continuing that six-year window because um, you don't want to sign him for any longer because then you get tied into more money. Um, Underwood's proposed contract calls for an annual $300,000 increase in base compensation and a $200,000 increase in the annual retention bonus. It is fully guaranteed through the next four seasons with Underwood's buyout. What would, what he would owe the university to accept employment elsewhere increasing as well. So if any, if anyone wants to come and poach Brad Underwood, they are going to have to pay more and more money each year, um, to get him away from Illinois. I think that was probably expected just because I know none of us believe that he would leave for the jobs that he was linked to, but his name was being brought up with some jobs that were open. Um, So Josh gets out in front of it, gives him an extension, gives him a raise and and ups his buyout. So people might stop calling and and try and keep uh, Brad in champagne for, for a little bit longer. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it, it keeps, brad here and i think the only people that are only schools that would potentially pull him away are the the big boys that can afford to do it and yep. i don't know where those vacancies are going to be uh yep. in the near future so uh, not to say that it's 100 percent that he's locked into illinois for the rest of his career but um josh is doing as much as he can to make sure that that happens so uh, i'm glad that he's here I, I, i've really liked having brad underwood uh, as the coach for illinois Um, i think he has done tremendous things for this program i am excited to see what else he can do now that he has built now that they have um the success the recent success they brought the program back up to where it should be as a perennial big 10 powerhouse um you obviously want the tournament success um but that will come um, but, uh, I, am just, I'm happy for him. Happy for the program. I, I know there are some, some negative people out there that don't like it. Um, I don't understand it. Some people are just seem to be miserable. Um, but it's good, good for Illinois. Good for Josh Whitman. It's good for Brad. It's good for everybody. Uh, now they just got to build off what they've done the last few years.
0: Yeah. And, so the thing you gotta, you gotta worry about with any coach is the alma mater. And Brad, theoretically, they might have talked. I don't know if they did or not. They might have talked. Yeah, but I don't think anyone believed he was going to go there. So Illinois just fought off the alma mater. So there's that. So what kind of jobs would lure Brad Underwood? You have the Blue Bloods, who we discussed last week, the six Blue Bloods who actually wear blue Louisville, not Louisville, Kansas. I'm reading off a list and that was the first one I saw. Kansas, UCLA. Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky. Kentucky, Calipari, set in stone. North Carolina, Hubert Davis, first year, took him to the Final Four. Not going to open. Duke, Coach K is gone, already named John Shire. UCLA, Mick Cronin, went to the Final Four. New coach a couple years ago, not going anywhere. Kansas, Bill Self, just won a national title, not going anywhere. Villanova, Jay Wright, well, might go somewhere <laughs> if if these sanctions come down too hard. Well, that's, good point. That's, what <laughs> that's I was a good point. At. That was that's a good I was point to
1: say. I d- I didn't want to piss off any Illinois fans, but um, have to.
0: That's a good thought. About, actually, think
1: about that one <laughs> for a yeah, second. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that is a good thought. Um, Villanova's got Jay Wright. That's a person I could see going to a different blue blood because Villanova's a new blue blood. If for some reason one of the other ones open, do you think Jay Wright
1: would jump from Villanova? Maybe Jay Wright also seems to me like a guy that could eventually jump to the NBA. That's true too. If you want to know true my, too. cause that's the other part of this too. The NBA is another, is another level of this. The NBA is not yeah. for everybody. Um, yeah. And it's not everybody's natural next step up. Uh, but I think that, that there are certain, some people out there that might take that opportunity. Not, I'm not suggesting that Jay Wright will, or that he's even been yeah. rumored to. Um, but like, I, that's just somebody that I could just see doing it. Um, but just something to keep in mind. Uh, cause to answer your question, I mean, Yes, in theory, he could, um, if the opportunity presented itself, go to another blue blood. Um, but uh, yeah, I, mean, I could, I could see in his case, I could see the NBA maybe being an option. But yeah. I guess I'm going to guess he never leaves Villanova. It'd be my yeah. actual. Reason.
0: I'm just going off a list of um, CBS. They did an article the greatest college basketball programs. Uh, this was written in 2020, so pretty recent. Um, They got Louisville on here, just hired a new coach. They're not going to need anybody for at least five years. Um, Indiana is number seven. Mike Woodson, not going to go anywhere. Plus, I don't know that you would leave Illinois for Indiana. Like, that's just a weird move. Yeah. Um, They got UConn at number eight. That's – is it a better job? I mean, it probably is, historically. The next one on the know. list here, Syracuse is right there at 11. Bayham's going to call it quits pretty soon. Is that somewhere? I mean, uh, we're just talking theoretics here.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't see that happening. Um... They
0: have Illinois as the 15th, and this was written two years ago before the 2020 season where Illinois would have made their first tournament. They have Illinois at fifteen. So Illinois is the 15th best program in the country. There are only one or two jobs ahead of Illinois that he might, that a coach might leave Illinois for.
1: I just, and this, this may be just like totally off base. And I might be like totally ridiculed for this. Um, I don't see Brad going anywhere. That's not West or South.
0: Yep. I thought the same thing. That's why I kind of quaffed it. US I, I, I don't know UConn why. And um, Syracuse. I, it just doesn't know. seem like he's, it that's a fit for him.
1: No, it doesn't like, and I could be totally off on that, but he's also like, how old is he? Like, he's not, it's like he's 58. Not I think yeah. um, I, he's, I'm not saying that he's close to retiring, but like, I don't think he's got a lot of steps left in him. It's um, yeah. a lot of stops I mean, left in him. I think um, we I both just... hope and it's likely that Illinois could be his last stop. And he yeah, said that, that wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. So. But yeah, I just, for, for whatever reason, he just doesn't give me those vibes. I, I don't yeah. see him. I don't see him going East. Yep. Um, so uh, if he's going to go anywhere, I don't think he will at this point, but yeah, I would, I would say maybe somewhere west or south, but I don't know what that program is. I don't know. Um, but I don't, and I the, only reason that, the only reason that I mentioned his name with the whole Florida thing a week or two ago was oh, just because that's, that. that's just a, I mean, that's a big name school. Yeah. You know, they have, like the, a money. Texas, they, they Alabama. have the money to do it. It's not so much. Right. It's not so much that it's a powerhouse basketball program. I mean, yeah, they had a couple of good teams 10 years ago, back to back or whatever, uh, but they're not a basketball powerhouse, but they have money. It's an SEC school. So like if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be somebody that has the money to do it. So that's the only reason I I hadn't really read that or anything. um, But of all the openings that were open, of all the jobs that were open, other than Kansas State, for the obvious reason of going home, Florida was just the one that just kind of stuck out to me. And LSU kind of too, but LSU also had the sanctions and everything going around with that program. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't think that was going to be the move, um, but that's that's the only reason I really brought up Florida. Um, all Florida's, of you really, Florida's really one of the only schools that has had like recent success at, with both sports, like consistent. Like they haven't been like great at either one the last like 10 or so years. But like, when you think about it, like the really good football schools are not the really good basketball schools.
0: Yeah. It's rare. Florida,
1: Florida is kind of, you know, not right now, really, but Baylor right now. Baylor. Yes. Baylor would be towards the top. Yeah, for sure. Michigan. um, Recently it would be, would be towards the top of that list too. But
0: yeah, I think as well, um, if any of the historically blue blood programs do open up for any reason, I think there are other guys that those programs might target before Brad Underwood.
1: I agree. Young. Jay Right.
0: Has won two national championships. Scott drew has won a national championship at Baylor and then the young up and comers. So, uh, and let, if it does happen, Logan Lee is to thank for speaking Brad Underwood to Kansas in existence. When those sanctions come down, you know, um, I
1: haven't, I hadn't really been thinking about that. Like, that that honestly, (laughs) until this moment, (laughs) that honestly hasn't crossed my mind until you brought it up. I'm thinking, like, oh, wait. (laughs) Man, if
0: Illinois loses their (laughs) two head coaches, I don't think uh, it's happening uh, for the record, but um, the other men's basketball news, another player hit the portal. Omar Payne uh, is in the transfer portal. That's something that um, started picking up some steam. Uh, not long after the season ended, uh, because he came in here expecting Kofi to be gone. Um, and Kofi obviously came back and Payne just never really did anything to impress other than a couple monster dunks. Um, he was a great motor, a great rebounder, great shot blocker, and a great dunker. but his skill set is is lacking in the big ten. Um, yeah. So So Omar Payne is in the portal. that is as of now, as of recording on Tuesday evening. That is the only other change I believe. Am I missing anything?
1: No, as of right now, that's the only change since the only
0: change. Mellow
1: um, and Payne are the only ones to announce anything.
0: Logan has a running uh, picture with X's over everyone that's gone, so um, that. uh, so he's keeping track. Yes, um, they continue to to probe the portal for replacements because like logan said there are some openings Um, we're still waiting to hear the decisions on austin hutcherson and jacob grandison if they are coming back they each have eligibility remaining um and kofi and kofi kofi's decision april 24th is his deadline once if he enters his name in the nba he cannot pull his name out so um, if he enters the draft this season he is going professional he will not be at Illinois anymore. Um, The talk on Coleman Hawkins seems to be positive for him coming back. I've seen a lot of people posted on Twitter that they've seen him around campus still. Um, He's been commenting on some social media posts with orange and blue emojis, specifically Sky Clark, who Illinois is recruiting heavily. And one of the favorites, I believe, to land Sky Clark, um, point guard um, who just decommitted from Kentucky a couple months ago. So um, continue to, wheels continue to spin. Uh, Don't know what the roster is going to look like next year. Uh, Right now, I think the only um, set in stone things are the three freshmen: Rogers, Harris, and Epps. Um, Goody and Melendez seem to be on board, but there is some smoke around one of those um, that things could happen. But uh, we're not going to talk about smoke until we hear anything um, hear anything permanent. So we will keep you updated. Anything else, Alani?
1: Well, no the the deadline to pull out the deadline to put their name into the portal and get and get the year the free whatever you don't lose the eligibility is free transfer first may 1st right yep yep so um we have a little less than a month for that my thing is i feel like if they were going to transfer they would have already transferred some of these guys now some of them are waiting on to see what else happens and i can see i can understand that but for the the ones that we figure to be involved heavily in the in the team last year. If they haven't announced that they were, if they haven't entered the portal now, I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, Illinois
0: season has been done for two weeks now. Yeah.
1: Like the Kofi decision, the the grandison decision. Like I understand those and some of the other ones like Pajimski, like I understand his decision, but like Melinda's and Goody and Coleman Hawkins. I just feel like they know their place. If they want to leave the leave. but yeah. I feel like they would have already made that move by now. So that's the good thing. Thought. I could be wrong, but that's kind of where I stand on it.
0: The good thing this year, as opposed to last year and last two years is, you know, we had the IO and Kofi that we had to wait until late June to see if they kept their name in the draft. Cause that's when the withdrawal date from the the draft was right. And so we were like, all right, if Kofi and Io both keep their name in the draft, what's Illinois going to do? They're going to get this, the scraps from this transfer portal because these guys committed in May when Illinois had to wait to see if Io and Kofi were going to go. The, the good thing is the deadlines for Illinois this year. They're going to know by the end of April what they're going to have open, what kind of scholarships they're going to have to yeah. fill instead of the end of June because of that NBA deadline and the for what the free transfer deadline being May 1st. They're going to know May 1st. Yeah, likely what their roster is going to be like or who they have coming back and then they can go fill the roster with the transfers that they've that, they've, that are out there still.
1: Yeah. I just, that reminded me, uh, I remember what my other thing was. I would change Chicago's my college basketball. basketball. I would put Portal. some sort of, yes, basically say if you have to stay at your school for three semesters or do something, you work with,
0: do you work with Josh Whitman? Uh No. Cause no, that's but, what he said on WDWS uh, um, last week. No,
1: I didn't, I didn't hear that. Um, I have seen other people yeah. mention that too. Yeah. Um, I thought I was, I don't know. I read something might've been even hit. Who knows? Um, I think there's, I think that's true though. I think they yeah. need to do something about that because um, yep. whether that's two years, whatever, I think something needs to, to make, you know, so that players are basically, to basically longer. You
0: have to qualify to get the free transfer correct you have to do you have to be at your first institution institution for two three four semesters and if you're there and you decide to transfer then you're it's free but if you come in and you're there for a semester and you're like no I don't like it or this place sucks then you have to sit out the year which that's sure. what um, Whitman said in an interview I think it was WDWS last week but yeah, he also right. said,
1: that's- I probably did read that, him mentioning that, yeah.
0: He also said in the same interview that he doesn't think it's going to happen because it's like the whole, you know, the ship's already sailed. They've already got the free transfer rule. It's hard to get the toothpaste back in the tube stuff, so.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, he yeah. would know more than I do. I just, I don't know that I totally agree with that. I think that yeah. this is still a very free-moving process, and they could yeah. probably change that. But anyway, that's that's my other thought.
0: Sticking with basketball, moving to the women's side, South Carolina wins the women's national tournament over UConn uh, 64-49. Like I said, I was hoping to get back from vacation in time to at least catch the second half of this game, but we got caught up. So um, I think I turned on the TV as South Carolina was either getting the trophy or cutting the net or, or something. So I just missed it, but we did listen to most of it on the radio on the way in um, I meant to look him up because me and Chris, we were both really impressed with the play-by-play radio guy for the tournament. I don't remember his name. I think his first name was Lee something, but I don't remember. Um, I think if I heard it correctly, that they were wired to wire number one in the rankings.
1: That sounds right.
0: I think they were ranked number one, the entire season. Yeah. Um, Aaliyah Boston was the uh, Naismith player of the year. Um, best player on that team, uh, Destiny Henderson, scored 26 points in the championship game and they had an Illinois girl on that team, Bree Beal. Um, she's not, they kept talking about how she's not an offensive threat, but she's just a consistent um, defender and, and makes the smart play. I think she's a junior. I think she's a junior for South Carolina. So there's that um, first time ever that Gino Oriema has lost a national championship game. He is now 11 and one in title games. Um, I don't, I think I had them in my bracket. I fill out a women's bracket every year. Um, I actually filled out two this year had UConn or no, I had Louisville beating Stanford in one and I had South Carolina beating NC state maybe in the other. I can't remember, uh, but I did, I did have UConn or no, it was UConn. I had Stanford beating, no, whatever it was. I had UConn in a championship game, um, but they were a two seed, which is unlikely, but uh, I watched more of the women's tournament this year than I normally do, probably because living here in Louisville, the team is really good. They were one seed, so I had a little bit of invested interest in it. But um, entertaining, entertaining basketball. Good women's yeah. basketball is just as fun to watch as um, as men's basketball at times, if the I teams are good.
1: 100% agree with you. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I watched – I didn't watch as probably as much as you tournament-wide, but I watched – um, both final four games I watched the entire yeah. championship game. Um, well, I watched part of it. I was not to watch also watching the Grammys. Um, yeah. but it was a lot of fun that South Carolina team is really good. They, UConn obviously is talented. They're UConn. They have one of the best players in the country, but South Carolina was far and away the better team that entire game. They, mm-hmm. they controlled it from the, from the get go. Um, and UConn trailed for, I think almost the entire game um if not the entire thing so yeah uh yeah kudos to them that's a good team um they got a good thing going there and there's a lot of fun to watch this year absolutely hopefully uh illinois women's basketball can be back into some of these conversations not you know like best team in the country conversation but (laughs) you know at least like in the talk to make the tournament that'd be cool yeah yeah um while
0: we're talking about that and it kind of segues Danville's own Anaya Peoples is in the transfer portal. Uh, She has announced that she is leaving Notre Dame. Um, Obviously it doesn't get the kind of coverage that men do. Um, So I don't know what school she's been in contact with. I don't know where she wants to go or who she's talked to or where she, or who has talked to her or anything, but it would be awesome if Illinois could pull Anaya back home um, and, and kind of lead a resurgence. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think all of Vermilion County, all of Champaign County, all of Central Illinois would love to see it, um, but no offense to Illinois and, and Shauna Green and that program, but she's probably better than Illinois. She is. I don't think she needs to go to Illinois, she is. but it would she, be cool.
1: Yeah. Notre Dame had three girls all transfer out. Um, two of them, uh, Anea and uh, Sam Brunel, came in together. Yeah. Um, same recruiting class. They both transferred out. I think all three of them, the other girl too, that transferred. I think I know for the for, for Sam and for Anaya that they both had gotten pretty good minutes the first couple of years, and then this year their their minutes dwindled down a little bit. Um, had some other kids girls come in and got more playing time and things. So um, that was probably the reason um, yeah. as to why. Uh, but I agree with you. I think she's probably better than what that program is right now. Uh, maybe one day you can get that type of player back, um, yeah. but uh, I think she'll end up going somewhere else. Um, yeah. That's a an actual contender, and she'll have a good shot to play, probably play in the tournament again uh, for her last two seasons. Two. two seasons. Yep. Yeah.
0: Two. Yep. That makes sense. Um, and SIU hired the replacement. This is Logan's realm. Kelly Bond White. I believe she came from Texas A&M. Is that right? Yes,
1: Texas A&M. She was a long okay. assistant at Texas A&M uh illinois grad um she was played for Teresa grintz um i i remember her i remember that name kelly bond um from from when i was growing up we would go over to women's games not like all the time but um like we would go for i think our youth basketball like we would just go over on like a sunday um, yeah we would just buy a bunch of tickets and do that so like i remember watching i remember her name at least um from when she played at illinois um and cindy stein was one of the assistants uh that brought her to illinois um and now she's replacing cindy stein uh at southern so that her name was mentioned i had heard her name mentioned a couple times a couple things i read um as a possibility for the illinois job um not really like a possibility but just on a list and it makes sense obviously she was from illinois but when that went to uh shauna um and, you know, I don't know the whole story. I don't know what, who was interested in what and where and when and why. Um, but I think it's a good gift for Southern. I, I think it's somebody that has been in the business for a long time, not never been a head coach. I don't believe I think she's always been an assistant, um, but a high level assistant at a, at a high level program, um, somebody with Illinois connections. I think it makes a lot of sense. She's, she's taken over a program that just won the conference, but they're not, we're going to be returning much. Yeah. Uh, I think most of their points are leaving. Um, and I think most of their points were only there because they got the fifth year of eligibility. Um, so it was a very old team that Southern had this past year for Cindy Stein in her last season that won the Valley. Uh, so it'll be a, a different look for Kelly Bond White. Uh, but I think it's a good hire for for the Salukis, for sure. Good
0: stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Logan sent the link to me and I read the article. And the first thing I said was, Huh, another Illinois grad, back-to-back <laughs> Illinois grads coaching the Salukis. All right, uh, Hope I hope, uh, hope she has some success. Uh, speaking of the Salukis, they have a new member of their football conference. As widely expected, Murray State is joining the Missouri Valley Football Conference in 2023. So this year they will compete in the OVC one last year, and then they will join their other athletic counterparts that are joining the Missouri Valley this year in 2023 so it only makes sense i don't know what the hang-up was and why they didn't do it this year with the other sports do you know why
1: well we have to address the fact that the valley football conference is different from the missouri valley that's conference. true yeah they are that's two true. separate entities that's true um i don't know but missouri valley football is the sec of of the <laughs> of the fcs, FCS. <laughs> so um, many so many abbreviations the here. sec the mv mvfc is the sec of the fcs um and murray state <laughs> is a great basketball school but they are an awful football program yeah yep, um yep. i shouldn't say awful they're not a very good football not very program, good. and yeah. they've been playing in a very bad football conference um well not very bad they've had good teams regardless i don't know that that was <laughs> the holdup um but you'd have to assume that for schools like North Dakota state and South Dakota state and South Dakota and these schools that are continually, you know, constantly in the hunt for, you know, FCS championship. I don't know that it helps them (laughs) to add a a 12th team. That's not very good. I don't know that that's really what they want. So I'm just speculating here that there could have been a holdup with that. Um, But I think the big, the big thing is obviously, as I said, it's two separate conferences, um they do function out of the same office building i believe um and they do share somewhat of a name but they are run totally differently um so that's probably where a lot of it was but i'm sure the ovc was ready to get rid of them since they were getting rid of them for every other sport um they just needed to find a new home so yes the valley is the one that makes the most sense geographically and because that's where their new conference mm-hmm. is but i think for a couple different reasons it was probably a slower process to get them into that conference It'll yeah. be interesting to see what they do though, because um they've, I, I don't know if they've announced what they're going to do with like the schedule or whatever, because it's 12 teams now in that yeah. conference for football. But like, if you do it geographically, like East West, you can make sense geographically to do it, to split it up that way. But that West, I mean, that's all the Dakotas and like, that's where everything is. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I mean, that's kind of like the you know the big 10 a little bit most of the talent is in the east east yeah whereas the the mvfc most of the talent would be in the west so (laughs) kind of one of those situations but but yeah uh, murray state joining uh the missouri valley football conference now um for 2013 yeah or 20 i
0: I just saw a tweet that tweeted out the map of the schools and now I can't. I saw it earlier today. Now I can't find it, and I have no idea who would have tweeted it. So uh, I can find um, it. Neither here nor there, I guess. I remember. Was it FCS football or something like that? No. FCS football. Yep. Oh yeah, here it is. Oh okay. That's yeah. Not what I so saw, if you but- if you go east west, you'd have North Dakota, North Dakota State, South Dakota, South Dakota State, you and I, and probably Western Illinois or Missouri State. Yeah. And then, yeah, you'd have Youngstown, Illinois State, Indiana State, SIU, Murray State, and then either Western or Missouri State, who didn't go to the West. That's just a – that's just un – what's that word? Unequal? Unfair. (laughs) Unfair, unequal. (laughs) Unbalanced. Lopsided. Lopsided. That's what I was looking for. Lopsided division. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Okay. Let's talk baseball. What do you say?
1: I got a fantasy baseball draft tonight, Greg.
0: I do too. I have an auction draft tonight. 830. 815. (laughs) Wait, are we in the same league? I don't think so. (laughs) I doubt it. We used to be. You kicked me out. Um, No, 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 no,
1: (laughs) no. I left. I left on my own terms. I left on my own terms. I'm sorry. Uh, And it was
0: hard. It's hard finding fantasy baseball replacements. Um, Do you need me to come back? So maybe you, eventually maybe eventually those so all those guys out. do is bitch so i'm about to kick some, some of them out um Probably baseball starts <laughs> baseball starts on thursday uh, opening day is thursday um i think does every team play i haven't looked at the schedule i know the cardinals play Probably. like four against the Pirates. every team that
1: doesn't get rained out
0: yeah yeah so um so yeah excited about that we were both wearing our our gear ready to go um I don't have too much prepared, other than we'll get to predictions on each division and World Series uh, once we wrap it up here. But what do you think about your Cubs? Um, I know you don't have high hopes. They signed Marcus Stroman. They got Seiya Suzuki. Um, no really big other offseason moves, other than some small pitching pieces and and all that. So not too high expectations th- on the north side, I don't think.
1: No, uh, I, I don't have high expectations. But I will say, and I I'm sorry if this offends. Uh, it's not a very strong division. Um, the Brewers have a really good pitching rotation, and the Cardinals have a few bats to be worried about. Um, but that's really about it. So, while go over I the odds first, sure, I haven't even looked at them, but yes, I got go them ahead.
0: pulled up right here. Odds to win the Central, according to Action Network, the Brewers are minus one hundred and eighty. <laughs> they have minus okay. 180 odds to win the central cardinals are plus 225 and then the cubs so cardinals are plus 225 at second the cubs are plus 1148 oh for third then the reds are plus 1373 and the pirates are plus 4446 so it's a two team race basically and action network is have leaning heavily towards the brewers so that's where I, that comes from.
1: I think the Cubs are hoping that they can contend this year, but I think they're really building for next year and beyond. Yeah. Uh, I don't expect this to be a long rebuild with what the Cubs are doing. I think they have a good young core already in Chicago that they're comfortable with building around, but they need to see what they can do. Um Nick Madrigal and Nico Horner have not had a full baseball season yet. Either of them. And that is expected to be your middle infield. Um, There still is some concerns about Nico Horner as a shortstop. Um, Does he have the range and the arm to do it? Um, And if he doesn't, what does that mean? Because you just brought in Nick Madrigal. So where are you putting Nico Horner? Um, Mm -hmm. Seiya Suzuki is a great signing, but we don't really know a lot about him other than what he did over there. Um, but it sounds great on paper. Um, I love Marcus Stroman love Kyle Hendricks rotation after that is pretty dull. Uh, they brought in Wade Miley, who's not even going to start with the team right now. Cause he's, he's still a little hurt. Um, the Wilson Contreras conundrum will be a thing all season long. Uh, he will likely not be there by the end of the season. Let's just, I'm just bracing myself for that at this point. I'm. I i do not I think I'm numb to the idea of them trading Wilson Contreras just because they traded everybody else. So like, why not? Um, but yes, I, I'm not expecting the Cubs to compete this year, but I won't be surprised if they do. I do think there is enough there, but it's a lot of it's unproven. A lot of it's Frank Schwindel and Patrick Wisdom, two guys that have been ch- jumped around minor league teams and all of a sudden last year decided to to burst out um can they replicate that i don't know uh jason hayward does he still belong on the cubs active roster i don't know there are several people out there that say the answer to that question is a astounding no um the pitching rotation as i said outside of the top two is pretty bleak a lot of questions um but we'll just have to see Uh, i'm not expecting much weaker division so who knows Fangraph's
0: projected go-to lineup for the Cubs. Rafael Ortega is the DH. Nick Madrigal, second base. Wilson Contreras, catcher. Ian Happ, left. Frank Swindell, first. Seiya Suzuki, right. Jason Hayward, center. Patrick Wisdom, third. Nico Horner, short. Jan Gomes on the bench. Jonathan Villar on the bench. Michael Hermosillo on the bench. And Clint Frazier on the bench. How How long before he takes over Jason Hayward's spot?
1: well they don't really have a center fielder
0: <laughs> no they um, don't
1: they they don't ortega played it a little bit last year um and Ortega's really only there because he he did hit righties i think pretty well um no they their center fielder is brennan davis who will be in triple a AAA at least for yep. probably the first half of this season um
0: this says so. anderson simmons is hurt
1: is that right? Yes. Correct. He is. Okay. He's a little, he's a little beat up. I don't think he'll be on the, on the IL for long. Yeah. Uh, but he, I think he is going to start the season, which is the concern right now because there's not really a great backup at shortstop behind Nico right now. Jonathan VR is the Cubs backup shortstop until Anderton Simmons uh, is healthy, which will probably not be longer than like 10 days. But
0: uh, David Bodie also hurt shoulder surgery in November. Is he out for the year I think out for so. a while? Yeah. So he's, he's on the 60 day. Um, pitching rotation Hendricks, Steele, Strowman, Smiley, and Mills is the projection. Correct. With Wick, David Robinson, Robertson, Michael Givens as a rotating closer. Does that sound right?
1: Sure. <laughs> Your guess is as <laughs> good as mine. Yeah, yeah that's, what that's what Fangraphs has. Oh, no, yes. That's likely. Has. There's not a dominant reliever there. So, yeah.
0: All right. It's rough. Um, it's rough. They're projecting Wisdom to hit 30 home runs, but bat 218
1: strike out 300 times
0: (laughs) yeah all right um I told you before we started recording when we were talking about this kind of stuff and I you had your jersey on so I threw mine on I think they're going to be better than people expect them to uh, but that's I always think that I thought that last year and they they really weren't and that's when they still had Bryant and Rizzo and and Baez so um I always think they're going to be better than they turn out to be so We'll see what happens. Um, I, I I think they'll probably finish third in the division, but I think they'll be closer to five hundred than people think um, yep. think they're gonna be. So, um, anything else with the Cubs? Who no. do you guys open with? What's your What's your first series?
1: To be honest, Craig, I don't, don't even I, I don't even know. <laughs> I legitimately don't even know. I All right, I don't know. All right,
0: I don't know. Um, the Cardinals. Um, it comes down to pitching, it comes down to pitching. Um, so we'll start there with them. Uh, projected rotation of
1: oh, the well, Brewers, the Brewers, though. No.
0: Oh, the okay, Brewers. Cardinals projected rotation. Uh, Jack Flaherty at the top, who is dealing with some shoulder stuff right now, so he is starting the season on the IL. Um, but you got Wainwright, Michaelis, Steven Matt's offseason signing, and Dakota Hudson. So when those five are available, that's a pretty decent um five rotation but there's just no depth um drew verhagen is expected to be the fifth starter you got jake woodford who has started some games cody whitley has started some games and i think ryan helsley can start games if he needs to um but he can't go more than four or five innings um gallegos as your closer again jordan hicks is expected to be back this year um but there's just there's just not much starting depth So if injuries happen, which they happen to Michaelis all the time, Steven Matz, um, I feel like he's got some injury history, if I'm correct, if I'm remembering right. Um, And then Adam Wainwright's 41 years old. So how long could he keep going? So that's what it comes down to for the Cardinals. Um, Honestly, I I don't want to say I love the starting lineup. Um, The DH helps, obviously, but I don't hate it whatsoever. Um, this has Carlson leading off, playing right, Goldschmidt at first, O'Neill in left, batting third, Arenado uh, cleanup at third base, Pujols batting DH, which he'll probably do th- three times a week, four times a week, maybe. the um, Young is the big question mark. It's short. Um, he hit like 210 last year. Um, you got to get something from him. If not, Edmundo Sosa has to come up and and pick up where De Young can't. Then you got Yachty at catcher, Bader at center, and Edmund uh, at second base. So I like that nine other than De Young. I, I really wish they would have been able to pull a shortstop, but I don't think they were ever going to pay what Story or Correa or Seeger or any of those guys got. So right out with De Young until someone can pick up the slack because that's really that's kind of the only hole that you got in that starting, uh, nine. So. Better than the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll say that. Yeah.
1: Although I'm yeah. not sure that I would take Paul DeYoung. So.
0: No, no, don't want Paul. I'd rather have, um, magical or Horner than, than DeYoung. Young had a couple of good years, but I don't think he's a long-term solution. He's going to be 29 pretty soon. So, um, another thing is you're not going to get, uh, 160 games out of yachty like you normally do so andrew kisner is the backup he's going to have to play probably 60 games this year which would be i'm I'm assuming a career high for him so he's going to have to pick up some slack but um but yeah i'm 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 optimistic um with the expanded playoffs i think the cardinals could definitely sneak into a playoff spot i don't think that's out of the uh, realm of possibility um let's see here is this last year's projection? Is this last year's standings? Can you look up last year's standings real quick to see if this is last year's standings or this year's projections? Uh, what fan has here? Great content.
1: Uh, <clears throat> last year's standings, National League. Uh, What do you want to know? Who
0: won the Central and what was their record?
1: Brewers, 95 and 67.
0: The Cardinals were second.
1: 90 and 72.
0: Okay, so this is last year's standings. This isn't a projection for this year. All right. Um so there's our two teams. Do you wanna just quickly, who do you think is gonna win the three divisions in the NL? We'll start we'll no, let's start with AL. Who's gonna win the three divisions in the AL? The Rams face the Bengals. <laughs> Siri was just telling me who won the Super Bowl. <laughs>
1: um I'm gonna take the Blue Jays, White Sox, and do, it.
0: <laughs> do I did it it
1: last year and i was you, so wrong
0: you did it last year
1: <laughs> mariners oh okay mariners okay i don't hate that i don't hate that I, I don't really think think that's happening um but i they just got a lot of young talent there and if yeah. it doesn't happen this year it, it's happening soon i would yeah. love to see it be the astros or the, the Angels, I mean the Astros is who it's likely going to be just because they've owned that division and they will continue to own that division. Yeah. Um, it shocks me how bad the Rangers are still, despite spending god an ungodly amount of money on two players in this offseason, mm-hmm. and they're still terrible. Um, but for the fun of it, I'm gonna take the Mariners. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, I am going to take. Mm. I'm gonna take the Yankees the White Sox, and the Astros. Okay. I'm trying to vary it up here. Um, I do think the Blue Jays will make the playoffs. I do think – well, I don't know who else. but
1: um, How many teams make the playoffs now? Do they I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't
0: know. I think seven. I don't know. But uh, I'm taking Yankees, White Sox, and Astros. You've got Blue Jays, White Sox, and Mariners. All right, what about the NL?
1: uh that east man that east is tough yeah um three pretty good teams there I'll take the Mets um I think they they got the most talent but they're also the most injury prone probably they Um, are they're already going to be without Jacob deGrom for several weeks but they didn't sign Max Scherzer so I will take the Mets I will take the Brewers and I will take the Dodgers. That's that's pretty chalky. Uh, I don't think the Giants yeah. replicate what they did last year. The Padres could and should be in contention for that, but I just it's still the Dodgers. So I will go Mets, Brewers, Dodgers. Okay, I will go.
0: Ah, oh, man, their pitching scares me. Oh, I want to pick the Phillies, but I don't think I can name you any of their starting pitchers other than Zach Wheeler. I don't know who their number two starter is Aaron Nola. I guess Aaron Nola would be one. Zach Wheeler would be two. That's a good point. I'm going to go Outside with the Braves that, though. Huh? Yeah. I'm going to go with the Braves to win the East there. Um, do I think it's going to happen? No, but I'm going to take the Cardinals just because you took the Brewers. So I'll take my Cardinals and I got to take the Dodgers because they win the West every year, but then what do they do in the playoffs? Like, I feel like, they're not going to win the whole thing, but I think they're going to run through the West. So I'll take the Braves, Cardinals, and Dodgers. What's your World Series now? We'll just do that. We won't do like the full playoffs like we did last year.
1: Um, Blue Jays, Dodgers. Blue <laughs> Jays over Dodgers. World Series.
0: Okay. I'm leaning towards picking what I picked last year. Do you remember what I picked last year? no
1: white Sox, blue- braves white Sox, I picked, something
0: i picked blue jays padres last year
1: oh yeah that's right yeah
0: i might have been a year too early so i'm gonna rock with it again and see if i so we're both on the blue jays how does that make you feel that we're that we agree on this
1: i mean I we, did, think- we had the
0: same super bowl pick too
1: <laughs> i mean i think they're i think they're the best team in the american league i Will it end up that way? I don't know. I mean, there's several other teams that could contend. I think the White Sox can contend. I think the Astros can. I think the the I mean the Blue Jays, if they stumble enough, may not even make it to the playoffs because there's too many good teams in that division. But uh, I think on paper, at least to start the season, they're the best team in the American League. So so I I looked up the athletic.
0: I looked up the predictions for the 2022 season from the Athletic. Forty-eight point five percent of people who they polled voted for the Dodgers to win the world series blue Jays second at 39.4 then the White Sox 6.1 then the Padres at three there was a tie at three percent do you want to guess who the uh, the fifth team on there was at three percent tied with the Padres on votes to win the world series who were the others Dodgers, Blue Jays, White Sox, Padres were one through four, and someone tied with the Padres at 3% of people said this team would win the World Series.
1: Um,
0: it is someone that one of us picked to win a division.
1: Mets. Nope. Really?
0: Other, other league. Mariners. <laughs> no. I don't know. The Angels. No, you oh, didn't pick them. Sorry. Pick you them. picked them last year. Yeah. You picked them last year. I screwed that up. 3 I was going to say votes, that. I was going to say that. Yeah. 3 percent okay. of votes said the Angels. Um the I guess reaction. yeah, do you want us who's a, a MVP candidate for each league or who do you think might show out this year? Um, favorites on favorites on here are Vlad Jr to win AL MVP Soto to win NL MVP more than 50% of people said Soto will win the NL MVP um nothing else really surprising with the Cy Young
1: um I'll go with Vlad Jr and
0: I got mine. I'll give you mine. I'm going Luis Robert and Trey Turner for the MVPs.
1: You're going Robert for MVP, huh?
0: Well, can I have a either or? Can I get two here?
1: Sure. Jordan
0: Alvarez, too, for okay. Houston.
1: Okay. I'll go Vlad Jr. and... Uh uh pete Alonso. okay <laughs> pete Alonso might drive in 300 runs this year that's yeah okay i love it i love it with that um and then
0: we, we touched on it quickly and, and i don't know that there's a lot more to say um bobby witt is the favorite for al rookie of the year and uh your boy se-a Suzuki. Se-a Suzuki. Is the favorite for National League Rookie of the Year? He's plus three hundred. Uh, O'Neill Cruz, who you touched on being kind of um, impacted by the uh, manipulated by the the service time rules, is plus four hundred. Kibert Ruiz is plus six fifty, and then a guy that I was hoping would start the year in the minors, but they are calling him up: Hunter Green. I was hoping that he would be sent to AAA for a couple starts so I could see him throw here in Louisville for the bats but um he is in Cincinnati he is at a uh, plus 750 uh Bobby Witt is also plus 300 for the Royals um so there's the the rookie of the years Anything else baseball? You excited?
1: I'm very excited.
0: Yeah, very Love excited.
1: baseball. Glad it's here. Bring on summertime.
0: Um there's one other thing here. Where is it? Uh well, anyways, moving on. Uh, it is also uh, Masters Week. Jim Nance is living my dream, um, starting from Friday of last week through Sunday of next week. Uh, two final, Three final four games, the semifinals in the championship, and then driving to Augusta to call the Masters. And um, let's not bury the lead here. Tiger Woods said today that he expects to play. This guy right here. He expects to play the decision will come tomorrow after. I think he said he's going to play nine more holes tomorrow and then make the decision, but he is on the T sheet. He is expected to tee off at ten thirty four on Thursday uh, of the masters and whew, what a comeback. Um, I think 14 months, was it in February? I feel like it was February of 2021 or something. Yeah, it was he,
1: 14 months
0: that he got in the, uh, the accident where I, I think he snapped his leg and um, I think, Pretty sure I heard like he could have died in this accident, right. but um, but he is back playing golf. Um, he's been there for a couple of days, hitting, doing practice rounds. He said he played the three uh, par three course with his son Charlie. Um, so he's back. He's back. Um, will he be what he was? I doubt it after what he went through. But um, Tiger is playing. It's the best golf tournament on the face of the earth, um, and I know eighty percent of our viewers. Probably think golf is the most boring sport ever, but I promise you if you watch the Masters, it will blow you away. The And I'm going to sound nerdy here, but just the color of everything there. The The grass is like the perfect shade of green. The flowers are all in bloom, and there's pink and reds, and the pine needles from um, the trees fall in. It's just gorgeous. So just tune in for a little bit. Just watch a little bit Thursday through Sunday and just seeing the grounds will be spectacular. Do you watch the masters? Do you watch Sunday afternoon just to see the end? Do you even care? What's your master? Um, yeah. I don't
1: usually watch before Sunday. Um, yeah. I think that's. I'll most turn the on. Country. I'll turn on Sunday. If there's something, if there's a storyline that I want to watch, yeah. um, if, if tigers in the mix, obviously I don't expect them to be this year, but um yeah, I mean, more often than not, I at least turn on and watch on Sunday for a while, um, but I'm, I'm not going to watch all weekend. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely enjoy it. I, I enjoy, um, there's just something about this time of year and the Masters and bringing kind of bringing in summertime and it just, it all goes together for me. So yeah, I, I enjoy turning it on for a little bit on Sunday. I'm not, obviously I don't follow it as much as you and as much as some yeah. people, um, but I definitely enjoy it for sure.
0: There is an Illini in the field this year. Uh, Thomas Peters is I think ranked like 35th in the world. Um, And so he, he has qualified. Uh, Let me check here. Yeah. I think he's 33rd in the 33 in the world. So he has qualified. So he will be in the field. Don't know what exactly, what time he exactly tees off, but um, the favorites are John Rahm at plus 1100, Justin Thomas plus 1200, Cameron Smith plus 14, Dustin Johnson plus 16, along with Scotty Scheffler. Um, Jordan Spieth is a name that everyone knows. He's plus 1,800. Rory's plus 1,800. Uh, Brooks Kepka plus 2,000. And then Bryson DeChambo, who is very polarizing, he is plus 4,000, as well as the defending champ Hideki Matsuyama, plus 4,000. Um, so our uh, run your pool that we do, I got my picks ready, and we've talked about four of the guys on my on my roster. There are two guys that I'm not going to discuss um, because I don't want people to steal my team here. But I do have Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, and Tiger, just because Tiger's cheap. So I just need him to make the cut. I just need him to make the cut, and we'll be fine. So um, I'm excited. I think my pick to win would probably be – either Justin Thomas or Patrick Cantlay. Those are my two guys that I think might win. Uh, Thomas is one of the best golfers in the world, and he does not have a master's yet. Um, he's got a couple majors, but no master's. So um, I'm going to go with JT and Cantley's He missed the cut last year, I think. So he's going to have um, some motivation, I think. And he's playing, he's playing pretty good. So you want to make a pick or you just, you're going to leave that to me?
1: i leave that to you. Okay. You're the
0: expert. All right,
1: all right. You're
0: the expert. Um, tees off Thursday morning. I think. Um, I think the ceremonial tee shots from uh, Jack Nicklaus and Gary Player are at like 7:30 in the morning. So uh, four long days of golf, and I couldn't be more excited. One NFL note that we have on here: um, Bruce Arians no longer coaching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He is going to a front office role and he has handed the keys over to Todd Bowles. Uh, what did you read into that?
1: Uh, wasn't shocked. I wasn't shocked. I think that that was, I don't know what was going on um, in Tampa, um, but I think it's very telling that uh, just a couple of weeks after Tom Brady announces that he's coming back, that Bruce Arians decides that he's done. Um, yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know specifically, but it kind of tells me that there was something going on there that Tom Brady did not want Bruserians to be his coach or something to along those lines. Um, and as we know, and especially in this era, um, players of that stature have a lot of control.
0: What Tommy wants, Tommy gets. What (laughs)
1: Tommy wants, what Tom yeah, exactly. Just like LeBron. Um so, yeah, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't I saw shocked. a report
0: that Frank Vogel will not Vogel, be back
1: for the Lakers next year. <laughs> you don't you don't survive a LeBron coaching experience. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I've heard people talk about what their theories are about what was happening in Tampa, his experience in Tampa compared to his experience in New England with Belichick, with Belichick, Belichick. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, but I just it's pretty telling to me that there was something there that Tom didn't like. And Tom said, yeah. if I'm going to come back and play, I want to play for somebody else. And that's what they did. So yep. um, it's it's crazy that that's how this world works, that the, the guy at the top, the, the coach, is not as powerful as the players playing for him. Uh, but this is how this industry works sometimes. So That's
0: what happens when the um, coach makes a fourth of what the uh, players make in salary. Yeah. The players run the show. Yeah. I, I kind of thought the same thing. I think I tweeted, well, what I tweeted didn't make sense because I tweeted Brady to the dolphins confirmed, but that would have happened had they not moved Arians instead of Arians moving. But, um, wouldn't that be something Tom getting traded in Miami play with Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle. I'd be, yeah. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't read too much into it. I, it's whatever for me. Um, Uh, Todd Bowles didn't have a great run with the Jets, but um, no, I don't know they, they probably it, brought they probably made the defensive coordinator the head coach because it's Tom's offense. So whoever is the offensive coordinator, they really don't Byron do Leftwich. anything. Byron Leftwich, who is younger than Tom Brady, so right. so yeah. Uh, anything else football
1: or sports related? No, but you did ask me earlier before we even started the show if we were missing anything else basketball, and we didn't mention that Mata oh
0: yeah Yeah. good call back at butler back to butler the pride of hubston pride of of hubston illinois um you probably know this and i had forgotten i did know this do you know where he started his college career before he went to
1: butler southern
0: siu boy yeah he's an siu guy played two years at southern before he transferred to butler and, and played there so yeah, Thad Mata back
1: in college basketball. Good call. I forgot about good that. good for Thad. Good for Butler. The whole that yeah. whole situation with the firing and when it happened and the the buyout, like it was messy. I don't approve. I don't support those decisions. But I mean they fired Thad. Him? Yeah. Yeah. Who, wait, who, who are you talking about? They fired La- Laval Jordan. Oh, okay, okay. Never mind. I not, thought you were talking about Ohio that. State. Not with that. With that. No. Okay. Well, that whole thing was a mess too because yeah. I think there was some. I don't know what was going on there, but the whole thing with Butler firing their coach, um, the day his did, buyout, the day buyout dropped, buyout now. dropped, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, like that was kind of messy. Um, but they got that not out of the out of the thing. I just thought it was funny because I, I read some things that were people were talking about who they're going to bring in to replace to be the next coach. And it was basically saying, is it going to be one of a Brad Stevens guy
0: or Brad a Thad Steve Mata St. guy?
1: Well, they just went and got, got that. They can't get Brad. He's not coming. So they got that. So guess how old Thad Mata is. Not that old, like 54 or something.
0: 54. He's yeah, younger I, than Brad Underwood.
1: Yeah. He's not that old. He seems like it because he was in the game. So he's been out of the game for so long. He was in it for a long time, yeah. but yeah, he's not that old. He left
0: Ohio state in 2017.
1: Wow. I didn't realize
0: it had been that long. Wow. Yeah, he left Ohio State in 2017. He is back at Butler where he spent four seasons as an assistant and one as a head coach before going to Xavier. So, yeah, good for them. I saw – I think it was the Field of 68 guy. I think it was Rob Doster. Someone tweeted, you know, the Big East had – you know, Seton Hall went and got Shaheen Holloway. Uh, Butler went and got um, Thad Mata. Xavier went and got uh, Sean Miller. Mm-hmm. And Georgetown stuck with Patrick Ewing. <laughs> so there's that. But I yeah. think Patrick Ewing's buyout is massive. Probably. All right. Um, moving on to our entertainment section of the show. Logan watched a superhero movie. Is it? Is it a superhero movie? A comic. I mean, yeah. Movie. Yeah. Um, and I have, it's one that I have no desire to see. Um, I've seen Don't. trailers of it. Don't. And I It's one of those that I'm like, you don't just make a movie to make a movie about some comic book character. Not all of them need movies. And Logan's thoughts echo my
1: sentiment. So why don't you get into it, Logan? Uh, Morbius. Morbius is bad. Um, (laughs) Morbius is a Marvel property um, that is part of the Spider-Man universe. So Sony has the rights to it. Um, Sony, uh, Sony needs to give up. The Marvel properties. I understand that people want something other than just the MCU. They like having variety. Um the MCU Sony will do things that the MCU won't. I, I understand those things. But Craig, the M- or Sony hasn't made a good Marvel movie, live action Marvel movie. On their own since 2004, which was Spider Man two. Yeah, 2. Now, what I thought the amazing Spider Man movies have their fans. Um, Venom has its fans. I enjoyed the first Venom movie, I don't think it was good, but I enjoyed it. I didn't hate Morbius, but it wasn't good. They haven't made one on their own without the help of the MC, without the help of Disney on the, since 2004. And they continue to do this. They just make stupid choices. The director even before the movie came out was already tweeting about things about the movie, spoilers about the movie. Um they're and I won't spoil anything for anybody that wants to go see it, but the post-credit scenes are just absolutely like they just it makes no sense. If you're if you watched Spider-Man No Way Home, the continuity with this movie does not add up. So we'll just stop it there. Is um, Spider-Man in this? No, but he's a part of the Spider-Man. This is the Spider-Man. Right, right, movie. right. right. No, I didn't know Spider-Man, if Tom Holland or Andrew no, Garfield or is, someone showed up. No, there okay. is no Spider-Man in this movie. But I okay. will say that what inevitably is going to happen, they are building this, this universe of Spider-Man villains. We've already had the Venom movie. Now we have the Morbius. Yeah. Who knows what else they'll do. Um I'm worried that this is where they're going to drag Andrew Garfield back into this. And he's going to have to be the Spider-Man for these movies. And he, he just deserves better than that. <laughs> like, the, And that's the other thing too, with all these movies, I, I bashed on these venom venom and um, Morbius and Spider-Man. The actors in these movies aren't the problem. Tom Hardy was the best part of Venom. Andrew yeah. Garfield was the best part of Spider-Man or amazing Spider-Man. Jared Leto there wasn't really a good part of Morbius, but Jared Leto wasn't the problem with Morbius. It's the other decisions that are happening around them. So I just hate that the fact that this is inevitably what's going to happen is that Andrew Garfield is going to be roped into these movies and he's going to be the Spider-Man for this universe that they're creating. I hate it. I wish they would give it up. I understand that people want the variety and I, I get that there's a reason for that. Uh, but Sony just hasn't done it right. And Morbius is bad. If you want to go see it, that's fine. I didn't like hate it. Like I, I, still enjoyed myself It was just, it's a short movie it's like an hour and 40 minutes or something like it's it's a pretty quick quick pace thing um which is not very good so i've really always
0: cute. thought this um do you think that jared leto actually thought this was going to be good when he took this role how does that happen because You talked about him getting nominated for a award for the house of Gucci. So he's not a bad actor. No. How do these big names get dragged into these movies that just on the surface seem like bad movies?
1: Um, I don't know. There's, there's a good pitch somewhere. Um, maybe people just see it's a Marvel movie and they think the Marvel movies all are good recently. I, I don't know. Um, this movie has been in the, in the works for a while, like it was originally supposed to come out twenty twenty, um, and it's had delays for the pandemic and delays for reshoots and like it was just a it was just destined to to fail. Uh, Jared, this is now the second superhero movie that Jared Leto has been a part of that has not done very well and that wasn't very good. Yep, um, he was in the Suicide Squad, which personally, the first I don't hate. I, I don't hate the first Suicide Squad. I enjoyed it. It wasn't great. I think the second Suicide Squad was better. I think Uh, I liked the first one better. No, that's fair. (laughs) I I don't think that's, I I enjoyed the first one. And, but he, again, I don't think he was the problem. There was decisions that was made around him and about him. That was the problem. Um, But I don't know. Why do they keep making these? Because they make money. This one will make a bunch of money. Venom, both of those movies made a bunch of money. They will continue to make a bunch of money. I just wish Sony would give it up and let Disney have the Spider-Man properties um, or somebody else. If Frankly, if there was another studio that wanted to do them, but I just, Sony, I just have not, other than the animated um, Spider-Verse movie, which we're yeah. getting a sequel for this year. I have not been a fan of really thought that any of them have been good other than that, that they've done on their own since Spider-Man two. So it's not good. If you want to go see it, great. As I said, it's, it's a very quick movie, um, but uh, it's it's not good. So there you go. I
0: can't say that I'm surprised. No, can't say. I I forgot what movie we were at in theaters. It had to have been no. Spider It had Spider-Man. to have been the, the last home. one. Yeah, yeah. It was in the trailers, and that's not the first time I had seen it. Actually, no, that might have been the first time, and then I saw it to commercials when I got home and all that stuff, and I was just like this just looks bad. Like that trailer does not make me want to go see that
1: movie. Yeah. So it was just the whole thing. is just weird. Like they just, there are certain a lot of things that just don't get answered. Um, yeah. I it just, it was just dumb. It was just yeah. bad. But, I
0: did see, I, I actually looked it up because I want to see the Batman like really bad, but good. it's been, it's been out for a while. And so I was like, when's it going to stream? And it's supposed to start streaming in like two weeks.
1: Oh, is it really? It'll be on HBO Max at some point. yeah. Okay. So
0: I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm just that makes wait sense. Wait for that because then, then I'm at the comfort the of my 40, couch.
1: Forty-five day window, forty-five I days. Think. Yeah, yeah. So.
0: so I can watch a three-hour movie on the comfort of my couch instead it's of in really the theater, good. and and I can yeah. pause it and stuff to go to the bathroom because I'm gonna. I, everyone i'm sure yeah. took a bathroom it's, really,
1: it's a really good movie so the batman all right is not morbius <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, thanks for clarifying yeah. all right um i think that's all we got on our rundown it is we all all we have on our rundown is there anything else that you would like to touch on at the logan
1: Lee? he's happy to be here happy baseball season sorry we went an hour and 45 minutes again um I don't think it's going to be that long. I think that I don't do better next time.
0: I think the timer starts when the call starts, not when I start recording. So I don't think it's going to be that. Long. I don't even but know what the timer says. I'm just guessing. It does say an hour 47 right now. We've been on the call, but I don't think the episode will definitely will not be that long, but that's all we have uh, today. We will be back next week. Um, I'm assuming Monday. I guess we haven't really talked about it yet, but we'll be back next week with another episode of, no one asked us thanks for listening as always give us a like give us a subscribe uh, also uh follow us on all our social media channels we would really appreciate it uh, if you do that and continue to grow our numbers for logan lee i am craig coyote we will see you next week <laughs> <laughs>